So we have Ancient on today, who I met up in Oregon working on some hemp projects. And he is actually from Sonoma County area, which I was from. So we kind of connected and just really appreciated his vast wisdom of energy practices, um, ancient shamanic teachings and spiritual schools that he studied with and his um, passion for plant medicines and the healing abilities that they possess on all the different levels. Um, so Ancient, if you can kind of give us a little bit of background, kind of your journey, you know, kind of growing up in farming communities and, and high vibrational communities, um, and then just kind of your introduction into some of these plant medicines and how they've kind of transcended into more um, energy practices and how we can use those in our daily lives to enhance our own energy fields and maximize our potential. Yes. So um, I grew up in, in Los Angeles and I basically, I started into uh, music, you know, at nine years old, I started um, singing songs and I was in a punk rock, which is very related to native American uh, tribalism. And I have, uh, my roots are Choctaw Nation, which is, I'm a quarter Choctaw, which is around the Arkansas area. So I also have German and Swedish roots. However, uh, the, uh, the, the ancient ancestors, the ancient ways and practices of, of living with nature, uh, they're, they're very ancient. Uh, herbal healing, sweat. Uh, different medicines. This is all been practiced in ancient times by, uh, you know, ancestors all over the world, uh, from Sweden to North America. So I started, yeah, pretty young, and then I started in uh, Qigong and Tai Chi and Arts, which I've been doing for 30 years. And so um, I feel that I've Definitely, I've seen and experienced my uh, past incarnations and can pull those abilities into this life. And uh, I've been studying um, plant medicines with the uh, lineage of shamans, uh, the Arapaho tribe. Dark Horse is a famous uh, Pejute or medicine man who my spiritual father learned from, and he adopted me as his spiritual son, Bob Hill. He went to the United States Supreme Court because uh, there were so many thousands of people getting healed of PTSD, uh, traumas, uh, cancer, AIDS, uh, mental addictions. So there was an uh, overwhelming amount of evidence in the Supreme Court that allowed us um, and non-natives to come uh, practice the, the, what we call the medicine way. So the, the, the exactly. Well, the, the, the medicine, medicine in, in our in, in in the Native American church perspective, we believe that it aligns with uh, you know with ancient China, with ancient Mongolia. We believe the Inuti started 50,000 years ago, and a lot of the uh, northern tribes here are related to the Mongolians, Tibetans. So in our belief, uh, medicine stems anywhere. It's just vibrating, and, uh, what I would say, organically. So 
when you get your vibration to um, align organically, it's it's your natural right as a human being to be like a child and to have unlimited energy, uh, you know, uh, uh, to be able to play, you know, in the universe. So all the all the different medicines, whether it's uh, you know, martial arts, music, medicine, diet, uh, exercise, all these things that we do, the, the sweat ceremonies, the pejute ceremonies, these are all to get you back into your childlike state when you were a child and you had unlimited energy and you were able to look at the world always a, a, as new, like a child. So the medicine is that organic, those organic substances that help you get back there, whether it's music, uh, whether it's organic uh, vegetables and, and diet uh, to, uh, you know, the breath and using water and using sound vibration as well. Also psychedelics, or is that something that isn't even needed in, in terms of just aligning your vibration? Well, in that, and, to a base state? from an American perspective in our church, you know, um, we don't believe that um, pejute or ayahuasca makes you psycho. In, in our belief, um, <clears throat> we actually, we're all spiritual beings. And <clears throat> thing is, uh, when you get traumatized from a shaman's perspective, uh, whether it's somebody uh, abusing you or uh, there's some kind of trauma where you get sexually abused or teased or could be any number of things. It creates a blockage in your energy system. So these blockages uh, keep us from the, the pure love state. But when, when we take these plant medicines, uh, ayahuasca, you know, in the West, you would say people would say these are psychoactive psilocybin, ayahuasca, pejute, uh, dimethyltryptyline, uh, cannabis. However, we consider it uh, bringing you into the real world, which is the spiritual world of pure love. So it doesn't make you psychoactive. In, in, in our standpoint, it makes you actually a human being, turns you into a human being. So uh, when using plant medicine and, of course, um, all the other um, techniques that aren't plant medicines, would you say that they kind of guided you or taught you along your path for the energy work? Well, I've, I've personally, I started studying yoga about 25 years ago. I've studied under um, a bunch of uh, different spiritual masters, uh, the Hare Krishna movement, a lot of uh, different gurus like Satya Sai Baba. I went and lived in India. So um, the, the Eastern techniques of, uh, you know, awakening Kundalini and, 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 and all that, I, I learned from uh, various, you know, Eastern teachers uh, from my, my Western uh, teachers and my Native American church, you know, I learned, uh, you know, the ways of uh, the medicine path of uh, learning to live from the heart and um, different plant medicines, different prayers, different sound vibrations. So the Western uh, path of, of, of you, you you know, uh, different uh, sound vibrations and meditations. They're all, if you go back 
to the ancients, you know, it, it's all really interlinked. So even that what we call the Eastern teachings now are, are, are very interlinked with, with the Diné, with the, the Native Americans, because we believe that, uh, that we, that they were descended from Mongolia. So in Native American church, we believe that all of us come from the same, you know, great grandmother and great, great grandfather, whether it's Eastern or Western. They're both techniques, you know, uh, whether it's meditation or sound vibration through mantras. Um, this is all just to get you back to your, your, your heart center. Back into that play state, as you said. The, yes, the heart of the child, you know, that's forgiving, that's living in compassion. Because, you know, when, when, when you, you have self-responsibility and you learn to listen to your heart and live from your heart, there's uh, forgiveness there. You, you, you live forgiving. So a lot of people are trying to meet their needs. You know, they're trying to meet their needs through, you know, drug use. Uh, Native American church, we don't believe in using pharmaceutical drugs um, that, you know, uh, what it, whether it's methamphetamines or MDMA, uh, we don't we believe that that the spirit molecule is connected to the plant medicines. And when you use the plant medicines, like say you are addicted to, to pills or, or whatever, when you use plant medicine, you can um, you can gradually you know, get off of them and actually find bliss in your body where you're, you're high, just being alive. You know, you have the innocence of the child and the child's high on life. It's high naturally. It loves everything. How do you, uh, do you have any suggestions on um, how to kind of uh, sustain it in daily life? Um, you know, when the stress adds up, um, is this just a daily mindful practice? What would you suggest to, to try to stay in that state of mind as often as possible, really? Well, I think one of the um, a big problem in, in our country is that people aren't waking up and, you know, doing affirmations, doing prayers. They're waking up out. They're going and maybe working a job that, that they don't love. And they're not following their passion. So if, you know, if, 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 if someone can, can find their passion, what they love to give to humanity and learn to do it in, a, in an effective way and learn to basically start, start the morning off in prayer. Because from a Buddhist and Native American perspective and from our perspective, I'm just telling you from our reality, I can't say Western reality, but from our reality every night you're going into a death state you're going into an alternate realm and when you wake up as a spiritual being it's really important to for you to bring yourself back in ceremony whatever ceremony that is to get you into heart space you know whether it's a meditation a prayer a song an affirmation when you start your day because each day is is a brand new day every day that you live when you wake up you know you're 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 a new person yesterday was yesterday tomorrow's tomorrow but every day is a special day so it's really good um 
to get into that, that heart practice where you can find what you love to do and what you get love to give to the world. So it's effortless. And to, uh, you know, start off your day in, in some kind of ceremony that connects you with the heart. Yeah, I love that. But what do you say to people that most of our listeners would say, well, I do have a job because I have to pay bills and I, because I have to pay for this house and I can't just, I mean, most people uh, that are interested in maybe exploring psychedelics or going on a retreat in whatever form of retreat that might be, it's hard enough for them to see how they can get two weeks off of this this job and this hustle and grind and and i'm sure on most people's minds is still i got to get back the bills the house the car the payments the that whole systematic programming that people most of the average people that may be interested in a lot of these areas how do you get started or what would you say to them that you know do you a lot starting five minutes a day and just let it grow from there or yeah, exactly. You know, um, <clears throat> that's the, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You just want to start off slow and just, yeah. Fit, you know, if, if all you can do is 15 minutes, you know, in the morning or, or 20 minutes, you know, you, you start off small, but, um, you know, the, the thing is, is that it's all personal choice and, you know, it, it all takes time. You know, if if, uh, if someone's interested and interested in the practice and, you know, they're, um, you know, stacked in, in this Western system with, with bills and attachments and stress, you know, uh, you know, to let all that stuff go, you know, it takes practice and, and time and, and patience. But, you know, over time, you can gradually build it up, build up your practice and, you know, it's, it's a little bit, yeah, it takes some time to shift over because if, if you look at the ancient way that Native Americans live, we live in teepees. We didn't live with tons of material possessions. So a lot of the Westerners are brainwashed to think that, that um, accomplishment is in owning material things. And so what they do is, yeah, they'll take on a, a, a big mortgage payments and they got to have this big fancy house that creates stress and they got to make a car payment and drive everywhere. And so, yeah, learning to be still and happy with where you're at. Yeah, definitely. It's a patient process, but um, you know, it, it's a goal to seek for, you know, that, you know, finding to do, finding a profession or something that you would be valued at too, that, that, that you love to give. I mean, it can be done, but like, yeah, doing the spiritual practice, like uh, waking up, you know, maybe uh, having some sage or solo Palo Santo and, you know, putting maybe some inspirational things on your altar and just taking, you know, 15 minutes in the morning to, uh, you know, do some gratitude prayers or, you know, prayers uh, definitely is a good way to start, but as you develop, you know, as someone develops, you know, over practicing for years, eventually they're not, they're less and less, they're going to find uh, less attachment to all these material things, the house, the wife, the car. And um, 
because the more we're attached to material things, it's not to say we shouldn't take care of them, but the more attachment there is to these things, uh, the more suffering, the more stress, you know, the more someone's not going to be in their heart. So it's a Mm -hmm. gradual process to come to the heart and to find that peace where you can sit on a mountaintop and, and, and feel unlimited wealth and unlimited abundance in just yourself without anything being in nature as you as you raise that vibration um and become more aware of what's going on inside rather than running the rat race then you can better have a a, guess a cleansed mental palate to decide like the life you'd like to paint for yourself kind of a start over right Exactly. The thing is with with like Qigong, like if, you know, if someone wants to start doing like, say, Taoist walking 10 minutes a day, I mean, Taoist walking can can replace uh, your your modern pharmaceutical pills. That practice alone is one Qigong practice that someone can do. And it coordinates your mind, your spirit and your breath. And so like there are little practices like that that people can do. And, you know, balance out their brains because, you know, a lot of people are experiencing imbalance and they're not taking time to rebalance their energy and feel good, you know, just breathing in this body. I have a friend in the morning. What she'll do is she juices. So so juice or celery juice or whatever. And she made a decision that when she's drinking her juice in the morning, she's not doing anything else. She's not planning. She's not thinking. She's just sitting until the juice is gone. And I, I thought that was kind of an interesting kind of a hack, a technique to force yourself to just take a moment and notice and, you know, breathe slower, you know. Always be the goal, right, is to always be able to become present because then you're in control of your emotions, your reactions, you can logically make decisions if you're living in the present because living out of emotion, um, you know, and and what we've talked about before, if you're living in anxiety, it's because you're always thinking of the future and what's to come. And if you're living in a state of depression, it's because you can't let go of what has already happened and forgiveness and move on. So really that becoming present, that I am, um, from what I've learned uh, is once you gain that awareness, you should be able to have it all day, every day, every minute with everything. Um, but it takes time and practice. Also, yeah, and um, tuned into a, a, another hack too, saying if you find what you enjoy giving, I think on top of the mindfulness practice, that's kind of a kind of a hack as well um i would love to hear ancient if if you have a few things that you have found that you love to give uh it's just kind of an example at least from where you're sitting in your world um funny enough well i've been um you know i I almost closed some really huge contracts and was a millionaire before i came to hawaii i was working with some big you know things and i was just joking to myself that you know if i didn't close one million dollar contracts i'm moving to hawaii and just focusing on music well i went to hawaii and covid came down and i just you know sat in the jungle i studied tung sudo northern shaolin martial arts 
and I really studied music theory and um, pentatonics and really learned music and the guitar. So now I'm, yeah, I'm giving, um, right now I'm, I'm giving music and I'm starting, um, one of the things I found like before plant medicine was so important. So I was in the cannabis and hemp industry, but now that's becoming legal. And what I'm seeing now uh, is the biggest need for humanity is, is good podcasts like this and um, ancient white horse media, which I've started on YouTube to help people to get positive media where you know, our media is not chanting, pushing pharmaceutical drugs, is not telling you, you know, you, you're investing and everybody around you is going to kill you for so the idea with uh, Ancient White Horse Media is to get people, um, you know, scanning. So, you know, my music, ancientwhitehorse.com. And, uh, you know, in my musics, I do, I do rock music. I do hip-hop music. But all of it is, is affirmations because what I was taught by my kahunas here in, in the, the Holy Kingdom of Hawaii is, uh, you know, your speech is very important. So a part of being present and presently aware is also being aware of whether you're in a state of uh, love or fear. So it all comes down to, you know, checking yourself because the moment by moment awareness is, okay, am I living in, you know, love of God, love of the divine, or am I living in a state of fear? So having people you know chant instead of oh there's covid you know there's death there's covid there's death people are doing school shootings you know all this kind of crazy stuff the idea is to get people you know every day being aware because you know every thought word indeed is is, is a prayer so every day i do prayers of gratitude finding at least three things to be grateful for and then i do affirm i am affirmation you know i am wealthy i am happy i am abundant i have unlimited wealth so doing these i am statements and saying them out loud uh the the universe has to fulfill your request so <clears throat> If you go around, you, this is a part of the, you know, the ancient, this is a very ancient magic. It goes down back to Zoroastrianism. It goes, uh, you know, back to the kingdom of Hawaii and many ancient traditions is that, you know, your speech is a prayer. So if all day long you're complaining, saying, I can, I don't have, you're uh, invoking a, a lack reality. Well, you're manifesting that energy into reality and what you're putting out, you're going to attract because it's on that same frequency is, is what I believe is that if you're on this type of frequency of negativity, you're going to align and attract that same type of frequency that someone else might be putting out. And now you got two people ready to uh, take down the world because they're angry and mad and, and both, both give in to each other's bullshit basically um right like um affirm that your justifications are right or not and and basically like that 
that vibe you get when someone walks into a room or we've talked about many times that like you can feel the energy change based on each person's uh, level of energy and their frequency they're, they're putting off and that vibration. Um, that's why I believe, like you said, it's you, if everyone can get to that, that same vibrational state, then you have more of a connection to everyone else and you're coming from the same vibrational state of thought and love rather than hatred or narcissism that I feel like most people suffering from narcissism and e ego. Um, and you don't think that any type of, um, I mean, you don't want to call them psychedelics, but most people would say that these practices plus a mind altering substance is what's going to really change a 30 year addiction to drugs and alcohol or to really be able to release trauma, as you said, of of some hardcore stuff you may have gone through. Um, some people would say, well, I've tried walking or deep breathing or meditation. I need something that's going to rip my reality and and you know i've i've heard of people saying that they see loved ones or dead family members that have spoken to them in their ayahuasca trips like do you feel like a a macro dose a a giant jolt is necessary for some people um that may have tried a lot of these things that that uh, and it's still like not really getting them the results that they would like well, one of my buddies, he was addicted. He, he was shooting up heroin and um, highly addicted. What he did, he went down to Brazil and found a good ayahuasca shaman and studied under him for six months, did ceremony once a week. And I met him four years later. He told me the story. And he, he was permanently healed from heroin addiction. So, yeah, when you're... Um, <clears throat> When you're coming, right, uh, another instance is, you know, I've, I've been working on my sobriety uh, off of al alcohol and, and MDMA and ketamine and all that kind of stuff, you know, for 20 years. I've had points where I've relapsed and went back out. Three years ago, I relapsed uh, back into drinking for a little while. I was doing a quart of tequila a day and a gram of cocaine every day and working a lot in the cannabis industry. But really what it took for me was just one good peyote ceremony. Um, ayahuasca is pretty powerful, but uh, in ceremony, if, if, if you actually went to a peyote ceremony, an authentic ceremony, even just one ceremony could snap you out of it. Don't it, you think it, by you even searching out a type of ceremony or a stronger or a plant medicine drug an earthly natural drug rather than these man-made or chemically induced highs that we get from these pharmaceuticals or cocaine and alcohol. And don't you feel like that was the first step? Like we've talked about, I know Michael has mentioned like the plant medicines call to you or you finally have had enough's enough. And that's, when you're starting to heal already, when you hop online and look for a retreat or you, you, you know, that you take that first step to say, I'm going to speak with a shaman or that first step for some people that I'm going to speak with a therapist. Um, 
right? I mean, don't you feel like you had already kind of had enough of what you're doing or saw that you were leading down a path that was business as usual from a lot of the different things you've been through? So it was like, I got to kickstart this back into my life and, and get rid of these negative habits. Yeah, because um, base, basically, yeah, it's a um, the, the, the path of sobriety, you know, like I used to be involved with Alcoholics Anonymous uh, growing up. I started out in Alcoholics Anonymous at 16, 17. I went on the streets with my mom. We did methamphetamine um, because in, in the um, in the Tibetan and you know Native American church practice, see, <clears throat> we don't believe in a permanent hell that people go to. But if people do certain actions of their free will, they will um, a, a state of illusion, which we call samsara or the hell realms. So. When people are doing, uh, for instance, methamphetamines, they're contacting these kind of demoniac realms where, um, you know, it's devoid of the heart spirit. So it's easy if someone, you know, takes methamphetamines to, to block their conscience and kill people. But it's, it's all about free will. So if you have if you have the. Um, you know, desire to stop methamphetamines or the desire to stop alcoholism, that's the first step. Because you are connected with the universe and God. And if you seek out a teacher, you can find the right teacher. Seeking ye, ye, ye shall find is the ancient Zen proverb. So if you hold that intention, you know, that, that you want to change whatever it is. You know, I had a meth head come to me on my farm uh, just a month and a half ago and he came and I told him, you know, I'm pretty fierce about it. If you bring drugs around my place or meth, I, I will physically fight you. Um, <laughs> that's how strongly I feel about that and keeping that away from me. And I let him know that. And he, you know, he said, thank you for being strict with that because he showed me a letter. He, he asked God to, to get help with getting off of methamphetamines. So, I, you know, I basically, you know, just gave him the speech that it's really about your free will. And so if you have the desire, you know, I gave him some practices to pray and, and gratitude and stop hanging out with those old friends who, you know, you're involved with. If it was cocaine or meth or whatever, it's a certain crowd you have to hang out with. So, right. you know those boundaries with that old crowd and then like you were saying seeking out medicine people and seeking you shall find you know uh you are everyone is connected with god with love with the universe it's a matter of free will do you want to participate with love or do you want to buy your own free because if it's your free will i believe in free will if you love to do drugs or, or slam her to you they give those people to go and, and do their thing and be them you know just like if free will is very important in, in the native american church the medicine practice but if somebody comes and they're like hey i want to get off this meth or i want to get off you know uh, this heavy alcoholism you know another buddy of mine was drinking a gallon a day of vodka so you know i, I helped him out and you know had him drink a, a, a ton of honey with green tea 
and the honey kept him from from the DTs, and he was able to uh, get off the the heavy alcoholism. Right, that's awesome. I mean, that's really why I wanted to start podcasts because people need this information, education that that a lot of the doctors here in America are not going to send you to a sound therapy session or to a drum circle. They're going to prescribe you Xanax or um, some sort of antidepressant that we've, we talk about it on almost every episode of how pharmaceuticals and the side effects um, and how alcohol is legal, but um, psilocybin isn't, uh, you know, until they can make a synthetic version and patent it and then it's, it's okay because the FDA says so, um, you know, it's, it's, I think people are very confused on like, well, where do I start? And, and a lot of the things that we might talk about are like to, to a lot of people because of their programming is like, well, you know, you guys are, that's a bunch of voodoo hippie shit. And I'm going to go to my physician and have them prescribe me something that will cure me. Right. I mean, when when will people finally take that step and realize and that's not the way? Uh, yeah, and, and that's why. Yeah, that's why exactly. I'm doing. You know, like I'm supporting what what you what psychoactive is doing. You know, um, never mind. You know, verbiage is verbiage. Who really cares? It's all about the purpose. You know, what you guys are doing is amazing. You know, so supporting. You know, um, yeah, your channel, and then I'm kicking off an ancient wisdom podcast where I'll also be diving into, um, I've studied, uh, like the Vedas and uh, a lot of, uh, Tibetan and a lot of ancient, uh, Egyptian texts that I would like to, uh, keep people into in the ancient wisdom podcast. So people can learn to unlock the Kundalini inside of themselves and that God energy. Because once you start to do the uh, different kundalini practices, uh, chakra meditations, um, <clears throat> you, you start to live like what you're looking for in these drugs, LSD, methamphetamines. Really, these chemicals can be activated through spiritual practices. And I know it sounds ludicrous for, from, from a Western perspective, but once you experience some of these practices and do some of this qigong or do some of these uh, transcendental chakra meditations. Um, you 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 feel like you 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 feel like you're in in nirvana. You feel like you're in heaven. You feel like you're tripping, and um, it, it's free. And then you know if if you do something acidic, you know I honestly I tried some ketamine a few months ago with some buddies. It made me feel uh, sick and acidic and. And then I had some other buddies give me some ayahuasca that was uh, very made with love uh, a couple weeks ago. And I had a much better experience on the ayahuasca. Um, it didn't make my body acidic, didn't make me feel sick. And I, I got I went to a much higher kind of nirvana, you know, place of love. What Christians describe of as as, as heaven. And so. With the plant medicines, you know, like you'll use them maybe heavy for a little while when you're first getting off of something or wanting to transition. You may use them heavy, but then if you uh, do some of these spiritual practices, 
you know, uh, more and more you're going to be invoking a living, you know, living in, in Nirvana kind of uh, trip that you're looking for with, with these pharmaceuticals and, and other and Mike, that's what you're doing basically with your sound therapy sessions, right? I mean, sounds yeah, like it's using the sound to um, bring up emotions. And if it's being facilitated with um, a medicine, um, the idea here is that not only is it going to guide you, um, but it's going to bring things up. It's, it's, it's built to bring them up. So I'm really interested in combining the meditative um, body scanning energy work practices um, along the side of the, the plant medicines. Uh, I think the doses can be lower um, with the sound, but I feel like it lubricates the gears and kind of opens the energy body for the work. Um, so that's at least, that's at least the direction I'm, I'm uh, researching and looking into. And so far it seems to be pretty powerful. Yeah, and it's the same as a drummer or rattle, you know, a journey drummer rattle. And I've done a lot of sound baths as well, not as much in a ceremony, but um, it's, I think, I think the sound is critical. Yeah. The shamanic drumming uh, I've done that and definitely had, had that induce uh, what would seem like DMT. Um, that's very powerful just to go in, even just the drumming can get you into those spaces. So. Well, I know it's been like recorded. I think we've talked about it before that your drumming, your heart will actually start to beat with the rhythm of the drum and actually get you into that, that frequency, that vibrational space. Like I, I feel that when, it, when you take some of these psychedelics for me, when I've done DMT that once or twice really seen all fabric of time, space and materialistic things break into a kaleidoscope and become one it's like we really do all affect each other's energy the sound the plants like the all of it the words like you said the words you speak and shall become like that's in the bible you know and and uh now we're starting to manifest it with psychedelics and plant medicine that that, that uh with a mixture of these other things We'll be right back right after this short message from our sponsors. I mean, I just think, I mean, there's so much wisdom there and I really appreciate Ancient and his path and um, the different groups that he works with. And yeah, I mean, so he really got to the core of some of uh, the, I think, powerful components of the psychedelics and there's just different ways that manifests and really how powerful, you know, power of love and the, our own manifestation and focus of our thoughts and just how these different um, energy practices like from everything from sound healing and the drums like you're doing to um, psychedelics to the energy practices it's just really re you know opening our energy centers and just re really re reconnecting with ourself and that that stillness point and um, yeah I just want to say that uh, he's also working on films out in Hawaii and he's with uh, I'm back in so I'm here oh, oh there he is cool there yeah is. some of the music projects you're working on in the film and uh, just appreciating your knowledge. Um, if there's anything else we kind of, if there's any experiences that you want to, you know, particular times or experiences you want to talk about or um, any other projects and kind of where you see things headed, um, we'd love to hear, love to hear. 
Yeah, so that's Ancient White Horse Media. Uh, the Ancient Wisdom Podcast is the podcast of the Ancient Wisdom Media channel. So I have some, uh, I started medicine teachings on there, um, doing some music stuff. Uh, but we were talking about, yeah, the power of vibration. So in, in Native American church philosophy, uh, we don't believe, you know, we honor different gods and stuff like that, but we don't particularly believe in a god um we believe that god is is air first because without air not live for more than 30 seconds uh water god because we need water otherwise we die within a day so it's important to breathe a lot do a lot of breath practices exercise first if you want to be spiritual second drink a lot of water and third is the sound to work with sound, whether it's your speech or like talking about uh, the sound of the heart is connected with the drum. So to um, play musical instruments, uh, maybe work with singing and this sound vibration when you're working with, uh, you know, harmonic instruments, um, changes cellular structure and can actually uh, reverse aging, um, heal people from disease. So Ancient White Horse Media, um, we're, um, I, I just got 7,000 hits on my first video. Um, I'm going to be going all over the world with this. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of translations into different languages. Right now I have fans in Kazakhstan, Mexico, uh, India. But, you know, this, uh, the same teaching that I believe in, I believe uh, Yeshua, the, the in document reality of the rulers, I believe that he was also a Gnostic like I am. Uh, uh, it's self-realization. You believe in uh, the, the mastery of love. So <laughs> he was teaching, I believe, uh, in reality of the rulers, he talks about the mastery of love. Um, only you can master the love inside yourself. Like so each person's free will to find love inside themselves and, and to uh, follow follow that love. And it's all about learning to connect with your heart and speak from your heart. I feel like a lot of what we've talked about um, has been to some people it's it or it was let's say this for me it was it's like an alternative to the christian religion i was raised with you know getting up and saying your prayers in the morning and night that's replaced with positive affirmations meditation breathing getting looking at the sun and being grateful that you, you know you're a, a human being that has another chance to live a day like you know a lot of these things are basically just different versions of religion but less controlled wouldn't you agree more free will rather than being told by someone else like a priest or preacher this is or, or a book but by a bible this is what's right wrong punishments or not and, and instead of kind of figuring out yourself inwardly through plant medicines and music and conversations like these right 
Exactly. So yeah, I'm, I myself, I was also raised, uh, you know, in the Pentecostal church and then I became a Christian when I was 14 and accepted Jesus into my heart. But I, I found when I read the Bible cover to cover when I was in the United States Marine Corps that there was a lot of information missing. So in, in my study of, you know, ancient texts of the last 20 years, I found that there's a bunch of missing texts. Uh, like the rulers and Austin text, there's books of Mary, Jesus' wife. And we found out uh, evidence that that uh, the woman didn't bring uh, evil to man. She brought um, Say that again. She brought what? Okay, because what happened was is um. Uh, Jesus' original message and the original of uh, was was skewed by by a bunch of men who had a lot of powers. And what they did is they skipped around uh, the key meaning of the Bible, which was woman, a great grandmother, Eve, whatever you want to call it, was bringing enlightenment with the serpent energy, the serpent power. So, in order to disguise that truth, they flipped it around and they changed the words of the modern Bible to say that woman, the woman was bringing this evil. So um, then there was a whole thing where, you know, women were able to be subjugated, uh, shoved in closets. And, and then instead of Christianity being what Christ taught, which Christ did not teach us, Christ taught us that you did not need a priest to contact love. We the old conception of the Bible was real that God was love and God is connected to you at all times in the name of love. And so he he he, he taught you do away with people, go out to nature, learn to listen to the birds, the trees, and the wind, and you will find God in the form of love, which is always connected with you. So it lines up to it, you know, once people realize and then see like all the ancient, you know, every ancient you have uh, Thor and Freya, they were married. Isis and Osiris were married. Uh, Jesus and Mary were married. Krishna and Radha were married. So this is like universal truth. Your grandmother and your great grandfather made love. And that's how we got here. To me, it's exciting news. Um, learning that, you know, like, and when I discovered this truth and saw this, um, it really, yeah, it changed my life. And seeing that Christianity was, yeah, the, the pure form was great. You know, what, what Yeshua taught, the path of love, I believe he used plant medicines. He would use people back to life. So I believe he was common and a master of love, just as uh, Buddha was and Muhammad and many, many, many other unnamed saints. You know, in so many different traditions. These, these are masters. Teach this same universal truth of love. 
noted. That's what right, the the uh, universal connection is the f compassion frequency. The frequency of love, compassion is like the universal heartbeat of the, the universe, the world, the human connection. Yeah, and even if the frequency of love vibrates through the plant kingdom, one of the big things that humanity is facing today is we're out of touch with the microbial world. You know, if you notice, that people are afraid of, 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 of virus when we shouldn't be afraid of them to work with them right build so, up on stronger with more immunities um, rather than putting more random poisons into our bodies and changing our dna structures and like we've become a bunch of guinea pigs that's you know um when i feel like when you're not using natural ways to heal you're being a guinea pig for the corporations, for the medical industries, the FDA. Um, it's a medical practice, not a medical certainty or a medical, we know exactly what we're doing, so trust us. It's, it's still called a medical practice. Um, and I think that's why people need to hear so many of the testimonies that go around about plant medicines and just the power of being present, meditation, music, and, and, you know, everybody, that's why music is that universal type of response from a human. Everybody loves music. They feel something from it. Um, and it's almost compared to people say like an orgasm, you know, that, that type of sensation you get when you hear your favorite song or, the guitar hits certain notes or you get into those rhythms, um, it can become very spiritual and like transcending music can. And if you, if you allow it, um, but so much of the music is disconnective um, for profit and, and kind of gotten people off the rails of what's healing. Um, same with the medical industry, same with religion, right? I feel like it's a big brainwash event that now people are waking up to because of these conversations and plant medicine and becoming able to get on a frequency where you can have these conversations out of love instead of a debate or an argument or it's not politicized or you can bring up religion or politics and not have um, the whole country fighting over over every opinion right um there's like a, the sickness, what, what I've read is that shamans believe that our Western sickness is that we've become disconnected with each other and the plant kingdom, the, the earth itself. That's our real cancer. Yeah, so true. And well said. it all starts with, yeah, our disconnection from the plant kingdom because it all starts with the, the, the plant kingdom. All these pharmaceutical drugs are manufactured out of different plant medicines. You need to go take a, a pill with a whole bunch of additives. Why, you know, it's better to learn to go get willow branch off of a willow tree, you know, for instance, and boil that in a teapot. And you got an anti-migraine medicine that you paid zero dollars for. 
And that's just one instance. Um, in Humboldt, there, there's there's red conchs that grow on the trees. That if you eat some of that red conch, it'll reverse cancer, give you chi energy. So people learning about the plant medicine world, it, it, it's amazing. In, in the ancient tradition of Native American, they knew about viruses and these small microbes, and they would burn sage. So whenever you go into a teepee, first they sage you off. That sage kills microbugs, microviruses that, that are harmful. So these little techniques can actually, uh, you know, people do the podcast and educate. They can learn these simple techniques to uh, be in touch with the microbes, with the microbial world, and live balanced with it. Instead of dumping a bunch of poisons in the environment, we could be using uh, we could be using essential oils uh, to. Uh, you know, to kill to kill uh, negative uh, bugs in our environment. So, for instance, here in, in the kingdom of Hawaii, we have uh, red ants, a big problem with red ants and mosquitoes. Right. So instead of, you know, me going and d- dumping a bunch of bleach, which, you know, or Monsanto chemicals that kill everything, you know, I, I can use lavender oil and I can use sage. And right. the environment smells good. And the lavender, you know, kills these microbugs, and it, it, it keeps you from getting stung on your skin. And yeah, we you use eucalyptus and peppermint oil for spiders. And there's there's basically an alternative, a natural alternative to almost anything you're looking to remedy, um, physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, you know, but it's very hard for people to to learn this stuff to break old habits to find some of these medicines um, especially in a state where it's illegal the paranoia of just trying to procure some of these plant medicines and then when do i have the time to take them you're not even giving yourself a, a chance at a good experience in my opinion because of the the set and setting was all wrong and it was forced and there's probably no integration because you're back at work by Monday at 6am. And like, you know, that's, that's why we brought up at the beginning of the conversation, like some things to do uh, to get started. And hopefully each day you can awaken with a little more insight, um, more consciousness to kind of choose that natural healthy alternative rather than, basically what the store provides or things with barcodes. Exactly. Cause really it's um, there, there's, it's like, there's two worlds here. There's a spiritual world and the material world. And in the material world where there's a lot of suffering, for instance, with alcohol, alcohol can be a very shamanic thing. It can be a medicine. It can be powerful when it's made with love and you make certain alcohol with love. I've had a Jacuti Cabra wine that was made out of organic, all natural fruits that my, one of my friends posted with LSD. I mean, it was so pure. The alcohol was so healing. And, you know, you have kombucha and you have healing alcohols. It's when you take that same alcohol and you go into a factory and now you process it all weird and mechanically, there's no love involved. So when you're going and getting that core's light, there's no love in there. 
you know, when, when, when you're smoking tobacco, instead of smoking, you know, some organic tobacco that, that's a natural plant, you're smoking a ripoff of tobacco that's been chemicals are put in it and, and uh, filters put on it. You know, so going back to the organic nature and organic vegetables, you uh, grow your own herbs, you know, so, so somebody learned about the microbial world and they start to learn how to garden their own food, uh, how to eat organic food, because organic food has the chi, the mana in it. Once you, once you start eating food that has been processed with, with the labels where you can't read it, that's where the problem comes in. These chemicals are depleting your chi, your God spirit, because you're already one with God. When you're organic, you're going to feel ecstasy. You're going to feel blessed. The more chemicals you get in your diet, you know, in your lungs, you know, I live in the kingdom of Hawaii. We have no smog. We have fresh air, you know, fresh air can get you high. Yeah. What is it, Michael? You all the time, the the, uh, the type of breathing. We've talked about it with Sarah. Yeah, is I actually uh, um, put up a bunch of breathing techniques and different ways to get high naturally on uh, the Zen Brain podcast just, just to share one idea at a time. And there's all kinds of ways to alter your consciousness with breath alone, whether it's holotropic breath or Kundalini, like we were talking about. Um, and breath, I definitely don't think can be understated or the consciousness and awareness around even a slowing, slower breath. Um, so yeah, I think it's one of the most powerful tools we have at our disposal <laughs> and it's free, like you said. Right. Yeah, we're, we're really, we're really, uh, we're really lucky. Um, you know, these days to have all the tools that we need and, you know, people like us are creating conscious media where uh, people who don't know can learn and they can learn breathing techniques and how to work with their diet. Um, I believe a lot of the modern uh, meth problem is from, you know, lack of good, good organic food. You know, people are eating Burger King. So like, there's nothing wrong with the e eating meat, you know, but when it comes to commercialized meat, that's poison for your body. You know, commercialized alcohol is poison. So learning, you know, to, to get back and eat organic and do organic things, your body's going to tap into nir nirvana. And it's our birthright to be happy for every human being to be happy and joyful. I believe it only takes 21 days for our cells to like completely duplicate, re-replicate, you know, and you have a chance to have new healthy cells based on the food and energy you give them, or you can keep reproducing basically and multiplying these cells that are full of negative energy and negative foods and just this whole negative control that uh, really could be changed with a few weeks of like changing your consciousness, your diet, um, your sleeping patterns, not being on the phone all day, every day, you know, um, staring at screens, you know, getting out in nature, getting your hands in some soil, right? And little by little, I think people will be able to see that there's so much they can do 
before they even get to that stage of I'm going to go take a an eighth of mushrooms or or go into a clinic and take some some ketamine. I think I think hopefully we can get most people that to see that a lot of these clinics and this new I just saw another ad again, like get your ketamine at home. Basically, they're mailing ketamine pills out to people's houses with a a small prescription um, or recommendation from a psychotherapist. And I don't think that that you're giving people a synthetic psychedelic, you know, based drug that is pretty soon. I'm sure you'll see people snorting it or smoking it or doing God knows with the ketamine sitting in K-holes, not getting actual um, healing because it's not a set and setting properly with uh, someone who knows what they're doing, a trained therapist or a a trip sitter, you know, um, so people don't end up going and calling the police on themselves or harming themselves or others because they are inexperienced with a lot of these um, synthetic drugs. I saw an ad uh, uh, or um, an article that said like the future of psychedelic drugs are being created in a lab and you won't even know what they are called basically. Like they're taking all of the mushrooms and, and the sassafras, which is Molly or MDMA and taking all these natural plants, um, and taking them off the streets with the FDA to then put them into labs and doctor's offices where it'll be stamped into a pill. But like you said, um, you're not going to get the same effects taking um, a synthetic pill of mushrooms that were rather than an eighth of mushrooms that was grown um, and, and taken care of and right yeah, because you know, I, you know, honesty is so important. I'm not going to sit here and, and and say that I haven't delved in, and you know, I've definitely delved into MDMA, sassafras, ketamine myself over the years. Um, I've had my trips. I've I've overdone it at periods, you know, and there's one point where I had to stop doing MDMA because uh, I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps and a veteran of. Uh, you know, a drug addict mom who slammed dope in front of me. So in my healing process, yeah, I've, I have had those times. Uh, I had MDMA, though, because I was starting to get black spots on my brain. And so I was advised by my Dene medicine men, you know, that, that ultimately, um, um, uh, even, uh, M, you know, MDMA and these things to um, – try to go more to the plant medicine so i honestly haven't been you know i've done ketamine probably honestly twice in the last year and a half you know i had two friends bring it around i tried it but honestly it wasn't nearly as good as the ayahuasca um and the peyote and the practice that i have with um doing qigong and meditation like the more and more i do it the more uh, the happier I am, and I, I just I went to some realms recently with ayahuasca that was like described as Krishna Loka or heaven, and um, my my ketamine experience wasn't as great. 
And do you feel like um, MDMA, I know, is right now being used and studied for PTSD. Can you talk a little bit about, about that? Do you feel like there are better substitutes, like you said, rather than giving veterans um, MDMA? Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, like if that's just, if I, I get it, sometimes that's just what's around and, you know, it's, it's what your body, you got to learn to follow your body, your path, your heart, what's right for you, you know, really tune into that, you know, other people's opinions are other people's opinions, you know, so like if, if that's the experience you need, I won't say that, you know, I can't validly say that, you know, if I'm not somewhere at a burning man and someone offers me some MDMA, I might take one, <laughs> have a good time and stuff like that. But when it comes to like for, for healing, ultimately, I, I think better than, than MDMA, uh, even though MDMA is good at C because you are contacting the heart. You know, and, and it's important for us to get back into our hearts. You know, what these therapists are saying that they can recall the trauma from a loving space rather than from a traumatic, uh, frightening, angry, fearful space that actually causes you to recollect and does more damage, like to your neuron pathways like in your brain basically it's it's like solidifying those those signal pathways instead of coming at it from love and forgiveness where you can kind of let go of it um that's at least what i've read with some of the studies um from mdma used for ptsd but i'm all about natural medicines as well rather than and plant medicines and the connection, even growing them yourself is that spiritual connection to it. I believe rather than just popping a pill. Um, it, I feel like the whole set setting and experience is different. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the way it was uh, explained to me by my, uh, Dene teachers, uh, Wombly Eagle was that, um, molecule uh like uh spirit molecule in scientific terms there is a there's different sciences on uh, on the planet there's chemical science uh you know there, there's all the science of love is something different um texon you know how, how to uh become a master of love how to get into your heart you know, so the, the spirit molecule is still connected with uh, in our church, in the Native American church, uh, allowed to practices by United States Supreme Court law, which is ayahuasca, uh, DMT, uh, cannabis. All these are natural uh, medicines. But also, uh, the, the spirit molecule is still attached to these. Now, when, when, when you're doing the pharmaceutical thing, like uh, ketamine can take you to a certain place of contacting the heart and MDMA, but it, it can't take you to the highest level that uh, things like ayahuasca and, and magical mushrooms, you know, psychoactive mushrooms, these will actually take you to a pure place of love and will not damage your body. So we would consider these, you know, the highest, 
means because once you use the plant medicines too, they're not addictive. You're not going to get addicted. You're going to use the plant medicines and then you're going to lose the addiction faculty and you're going to feel the natural bliss in your body. You're going to yeah. feel high alive every day getting up your conscious is going to be clear because you're following spiritual practice every day you're saying hey i'm a spiritual person i'm not going to steal today today i'm going to do my best not to steal not to lie not to harm anyone sexually and not to harm another physically or otherwise with my words and so by following this everyday practice the more you follow ethics and morals you're going to live you're going to be so excited to wake up People are going to be excited to see you instead of seeing that old guy who, who was ripping them off and who was saying bad things to them. You know what I mean? And who was lying and, and who is sexually assaulting people. You know, that person isn't a fun person to live with for anybody. Right. And when, when you learn to follow the ethics and morals of the spiritual path, uh, and, and it's a gradual process. It's a daily pro- practice for me. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes I lie. Sometimes I assault somebody angrily, you know, but, but tomorrow, the next day is a new day. So every day, you know, this part of my spiritual practice, you know, daily practice is checking my morals, you know, and doing my best to uh, follow, follow the ethics and morals that make me happy to be alive. And for others to see me. Because <laughs> right. when you get to the state, less and less, you're not going to need that job. More and more people are, are just going to give you stuff. The abundance is going to flow. Honestly, right now, you know what I'm doing for work? We walk around, we, we drive around Hawaii, we play songs for people, we give them things, and they give us things. And we're traveling around, and this is our only job. We're giving and receiving love. My friend been doing this. We've been traveling and just giving love and giving music and giving kind words and giving some material things and people give us material things. And honestly, we don't even really, we don't, we don't work. We work for love every day and we're provided for abundantly. It's the craziest sounding thing to a normal person, but we're actually living it. (laughs) We're living in miracle. (laughs) That is the way to do it. Right. I guess you don't know until you try it. Right. Until you actually leave that nine to five or or start seeing things in a different perspective where it's like, you know, what's important to me or not? And how do I want to live, you know, the short amount of time that I have here? Um, and people wouldn't answer that, like sitting in an office or or, you know, multiple doing some of the criminalistic things people do and ending up sitting in a jail cell, like thinking twice about that, being present. You know, I think it all comes down to like being present, living out of compassion. Um, everything will change. Yeah, in, in the Buddhist practice, a part of that is, you know, uh, part of the vow too is, is non-intoxication. And when they say that, you know, it, it means like, like, for instance, with alcoholism, you know, when, when you get drunk and you don't remember what happened, you could have killed somebody the night before and you won't even know it the next day. So that's right. why being present and being aware is very important. 
so that if something happens, you're able to deal with it and be present with it. If you're out of it on the volume, you know, and you're not aware and you run someone over over the crosswalk, right. it could change your life just by not being aware and being present. So with psychedelics, you brought up a good point, you know, of the ketamine hospitals and all this, you know, it's important if you're going to do psychedelics and you need that experience of, you know, taking mushrooms, taking pejute or DMT to do it in a safe space. Mushrooms and pejute and go out in public and deal with stress and anxiety and police officers and driving. Do it, you know, in a space where, where you're free and where someone maybe can even observe you, a friend who has a good heart who you can trust, you know, can observe you. And so you don't wander off and wander into the street, you know, have a good place to do your psychedelic experience. That's safe. That's right that's i think the most important um especially for all the 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 newcomers to psychedelic spaces um we we talk about it probably every episode um and we we let everyone know at the end of every episode that we do have an 800 number you can call like if you are tripping too hard and talk with you, you know, don't call the police or an ambulance, like you will be okay. Um, could be a few hours, but you know, we're here to help. Um, because a lot of these people uh, start doing these things for the first time. Um, and that's why giving information and education to kind of break down some fears and dispel some myths. Um, because people don't really know and there's like this reefer madness surrounding psychedelics mushrooms um basically any any medicine that isn't prescribed by your doctor and and really i don't know why people trust that over a plant from the earth but um they they hear about these stories of people tripping or um you know the one or two people that might have jumped out of a window in Amsterdam or something that took too many mushrooms and who knows if they really even did jump, who knows what, you know, and, and now everyone's like afraid to try it or what if something happens to my body or the side effects or what if I lose my mind? And especially doing these for the first time, when you start to peak that first time, if you do take a higher dose, you even I, with many trips under my belt, I'll get to a point sometimes where I feel like, oh, shit, it, you know, I, if I'm not in it, it's like, oh, shit, I took too much. I'm never coming back. And, right, I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys, but it's like it, you slowly come back down to reality. But there can be times where it's like, yep, I'm so far gone right now that I'm never coming back into the real world, I'm going to live in this geometric reality of, of disassociative um, energy that like, I have no body, no past, present, future, right? Like states you can get to, you're, you're stuck there. Um, And you need someone basically to assure you 
I mean, I've had a, a girlfriend before hit a DMT, uh, take a DMT hit, and she bolted up off the patio, almost ran right off the balcony, into the glass door, turned around and looked at me with pupils the size of grapes and licked my face and then, like, looked behind me like there was something chasing her. And it was like, you know, I had to lay her down, breathe, um, get back into that state of, of pureness and compassion that you can get in, you know, DMT, like, don't fight it. Stop trying to fight it. Cause like, you're fucking freaking out right now. And if I wasn't here, you would have smashed through a glass door and fell off a patio. You know, um, you need people there, uh, with some of these things. If, and if not, um, someone that, one person who's experienced it can look out for you, you know, that isn't going to be out of their mind as well. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I was explaining like for, for, for your psychedelic trips, it's important to have to do them in a space that's safe and maybe even have a friend, you know, around who you trust, who, you know, won't take advantage of you while you're in that phase, you know, uh, of psychedelia where, you know, you're in another realm and you're not present to this realm. So, yeah, having that sacred sacred space, um, yeah, it, it, it is super important and vital because, yeah, when you're in those realms, you don't want to have to be in, in the, you know, regularly stressed out realm. Because, you know, if you do something, you could harm yourself or harm others. Right. So definitely, yeah, having a proper space to take psychedelic trips, you know, lose yourself and, and lose yourself to find yourself. But yeah, you want to you want to plan plan them out, you know, and, and plan them out. Like I had a buddy here; he took like seven grams of mushrooms, and he didn't have anyone watching him, and he walked off, and he walked off, you know, and he could have gotten himself hurt. So. Yeah, that's super important. Right. You know, in a safe space and have someone there who you trust. For these macro doses, possibly even micro, though, you never know your tolerance. I mean, I've taken some mushrooms that were good enough that uh, a micro dose had me seeing and tripping. Be uh, deceiving depending on the quality um, and where you're getting them. Right. It's also important, yeah, to know your source and try to find uh, healthy and reliable uh, sources for your medicine. Um, right. A lot with, uh, you know, and it's it's a thing. Once you start to go on that path and you start to, you know, seek, you're going to start to find people in the medicine community. And, you know, great spirit will guide you to those, those people. You know, it's a matter of you first just asking that question. And then, you know, we believe, you know, in Zen Buddhism, once you ask the question and seek out the teacher, you know, you're going to find that teacher. And even if you have to quit that job that, that, that you know, that you're strength under and move somewhere else, you know, where you, you can, um, seek the healing path you know you might have to move you might have to detach you might have to detach from your wife and your kids and your job and your house and leave all that bullshit behind 
and go to a place where you can find yourself, you know, like Brazil or you know, New Mexico or Southern Oregon or Hawaii, you know, and change your priorities instead of chasing money, you know, find the love, find that love in yourself because in that love in yourself is unlimited wealth. And you can um, then, you know, give that to others. A lot of billionaires taking psychedelics. And I think it's because they've realized money still is not like fulfilled a lot. You know, you can buy everything. You know, you see all these celebrities, these Will Smiths just admitted to doing 10 ayahuasca ceremonies and it's like, I think they're all realizing, like, it doesn't matter if I had 200 million sitting in the bank, I'm still not happy and fulfilled. And like, I need a purpose to get up every day. And like, e even if I'm a movie star or like, I, you know, living on a yacht, I still, it's the same thing of not, no growth, no conscious expansion. Um, people get bored. Um, and start looking for something. Um, and you think that money will keep buying that stuff. Like you said, money and materialistic things, they don't. And I think, you know, that's why you're seeing a lot of these people, wealthy people, um, taking these psychedelic journeys, looking for something else, something beyond. Right, because all all humans are trying to, to, to meet their needs, you know, their needs for love. So the uh, the, the the material worth uh, wealth. If you look at Johnny Depp, you know he's worth fifty million dollars, and he's sitting there fighting. He's living in hell, practically killing his partner. And living in, you would think the $50 million, he'd be living in heaven, but he's actually living in a hell. Once you realize that when you're connected with love, you're actually a trillionaire. And when you're in the state of love, you're beyond wealth. You know, instead of owning a small property, you know, you now have the whole earth as your home. You have all human beings as your ohana, your 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 family. Your wealth goes way beyond even a billionaire. There's a lot of billionaires who actually, you know, they like you said, and millionaires who aren't at that state. You know, they, you know, there are good people. I have fr a friend with a twenty-five million dollar stellar guy. You know what I mean? So money's not necessarily a bad thing. It's how you relate to it and how you use it. It's just a tool, but ultimately you have to find love in yourself because that's unlimited wealth. Miracles will happen everywhere you go. Every day, miracles will happen. People will just offer you things. People will offer you cars and places to live and they'll just want to have you around. Why? Because you exist in love. And making them feel better. Um, your frequencies, your vibrations. It's like spreading that vibration, especially through music. Well, I, I yeah. do appreciate your time. Um, I want to have you on for another another episode. Definitely, I appreciate so much of the honesty.
uh, where you're coming from and your mission and your, your goals in, in healing. Um, and I know we have a lot more that we can talk about, um, but anything that you'd like to wrap it up with, and I'm, we're going to put links in the description uh, and throw some stuff on the psychoactive website as well so that everyone can check out what Agent is doing. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I, if people like, you know, what I'm talking about and want to know more, you know, check out my Ancient White Horse Media channel on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'm Nicholas White Horse on Facebook. And uh, I have my ancientwhitehorse.com. I have my music on there. It's like, uh, you know, rock and... Uh, hip-hop that's all conscious hip-hop and rock and i have conscious videos music videos and videos on shamanism and i'm gonna be with my ancient wisdom podcast i'm gonna be uh you know talking about different ancient um holy books and and techniques and i'm gonna be interviewing people who are on the medicine path on the red road uh, different. I have an interview coming up with Mike Love, who's a pretty big, he's getting to be a big musician. Um, he agreed to an interview, and I'm going to be interviewing different people who are on the medicine path and have them give their experience of how they came, you know, to the plant medicine path in specific. So on my channel, I'm not really going to be emphasizing, even though, I, you know, ultimately I'm not being a hypocrite, you know, about MDMA or ketamine. But, but I'm just emphasizing that, that, that the plant medicines over even, you know, I'm not, you know, I've had my experiences with ketamine and, and I don't regret it, but I'm going to be emphasizing more, you know, natural organic plant medicines on my podcast and, and with ancient white horse media. Awesome. Well, Thank you, sir. And if you guys wanted to sign off, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, that was okay, I'm from Hawaii, the, the sacred kingdom of Hawaii. Um, yeah, I'm just saying aloha and love, and I hope you all can live in your heart. And I love all of you. Um, all of you are a part of me, and I am a part of you. We're all love, and you know, I thank you for even listening and being here because that shows me that, that you're making an effort towards love and finding that unlimited, you know, unlimited power in yourself in the form of love. And each person who does that, it's going to wake up the planet and we're going to have uh, just a beautiful heaven where we all exist together and in harmony. I really believe that's uh, going to happen. It's happening. <laughs> hey, well, thank you very much. It was uh, good to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate you guys, and thanks for what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I hope I look forward to the next interview. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the show. Please share this podcast with anybody that you know that could benefit from this information and join us next week for another exciting episode. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on our show, please reach out. Our contact information can be found in the description.
the Psychoactive Entheogens podcast is for psychedelic education and resources only and never claims to give or offer medical, health, dietary, therapeutic, or financial advice. We do not advocate, advise, or recommend the consumption, cultivation, manufacturing, or selling of any illegal drugs regulated under the U.S. Controlled Substance Act and always recommend checking with your physician before taking any mind-altering substances.